Great news story of the day. Four in a row for the global dairy trade auction. Up 4.3% across the board. Whole milk powder up 4.2%. Skim milk powder up 4.3% as well. Joining me now is Emma Higgins, Senior Agricultural Analyst at Rabobank. And Emma, great news to wake up to this morning. I can't stop saying that. I know. Look, and we will absolutely take it, particularly at this time of the year, for seeing such a healthy result across the board. It's really a reflection of improved market sentiment around the globe. Um, And certainly on a spot basis, this result does place some upside pressure on the current forecast midpoint of you know, where we're sitting at the moment of 7.25 per kilogram of milk solid. Um, I think we still have to be a little bit cautious though and um, that will take that win for sure. Oh absolutely. Emma, 12 months ago we were talking about a demand story. This is now very much a supply story. That's right, absolutely. So this time last year it was really talking about the strength of Chinese demand and we were starting to see that wane um, but certainly last season it was all about China and how much they were buying. This time around what we're seeing is supply growth from all those major exporting regions is squeezing up. And that is a little bit of cold comfort here for our farmers in New Zealand, knowing that others are also in pain. Um, But we've also seen that price pressure come through in these other major exporting regions, and we're seeing that manifest in terms of weaker milk production whether it's variable weather, whether it's tight margins, um, whether it's fewer hooves and weaker yields, what we're expecting to see over the next 12 months is well below average growth from all those major exporting regions. And that's essentially why we're seeing this lift coming through in terms of prices. And there is also a further price risk or opportunity, I guess, looking forward ahead in terms of a possible whiplash in prices um, as we move through into next year, depending on that supply availability. Cautious optimism are words that I'm hearing bandied about a wee bit. (laughs) Yeah, it's classic analyst speak, but effectively what we're trying to say here is that um, China and their local supply and demand situation is really a watching point for us here in New Zealand. Um, we know that if we look at the results overnight, China have been purchasing at below historic levels. So they're still scooping up the major volume or the, the bulk of the product, um, but their volumes are, are less than where we've seen you know, historically. Um, and so ultimately what we need to just make sure and continue to watch is how that supply growth number is tracking within China because that has really been um, what has been driving those weaker markets certainly over the last six months. What are we going to see in January when the tariffs come off, Emma? Crystal ball gazing here. Yeah, look, January's going to be a really interesting one, right? Because at the same time as those tariffs come off, we're probably looking at milk supply, you know, really under pressure here in New Zealand as well. So I think, again, that will probably be the driving factor as we move forward into quarter one is what's going to happen with New Zealand milk production. And that's actually also what markets are waiting for right now. We're approaching, actually, over the next week or so, peak milk day. Um, And so markets are really waiting for that signal because that will really... Um, be a a clear direction on how the rest of the season is going to track. Emma, looking further afield, what risk are you seeing coming out of the Israel conflict? How might that impact agriculture? Yeah, this is obviously a really um, shocking situation. And, you know, what we're really 
watching for is whether this conflict spreads beyond just Israel and Hamas into uh, including other regions or, or other countries. You know, I think what we're looking at is a smaller impact than the Ukraine war, but if it does spread further, you know, things could get quite sizable in terms of energy and fertilizer impacts, which could head on up. Um, we've already seen that come through as a knee-jerk result in terms of the oil prices as the conflict initially unfolded. Um, but this comes off the back of you know, supply cuts from other regions. And then if we think about it from an input perspective and thinking specifically about diesel prices as well, we are also short on refining capacity and stocks too. So broadly, this does place upside pressure on the cost of inputs for New Zealand farmers. So it's absolutely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, it feels icky to be talking about it, to say, look, what's going to happen to us when so many Mm. people over there are losing their lives? But it's good to know, just in a global perspective, what could potentially the impact be? Yeah, that's right, because it is obviously a tragedy for that, that whole region. And um, yeah, for sure, it's it's not nice to talk about these things, but absolutely we have to discuss what these impacts might mean when when we start to feel these ripples emerge from, from over there through to here down at the bottom of the world in New Zealand. Exactly. Emma Higgins, Senior Agricultural Analyst out of Rabobank, really appreciate your insight today. Thanks so much, Rowena.